Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we always try to remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. And as Christians, certainly we should think of ourselves as faithful to Christ, not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays, but every day of our lives. I'm very excited to have one of my best friends on the podcast with me today. He's joining me uh, by way of phone call tonight as we're recording this, and we're going to have Jordan May uh, with the podcast today, and we're going to talk about a very important subject. Jordan, how you doing? Wonderful, man. It's just so glad to be on this with you. Thanks for having me. It, it is good to have you. I, uh, I guess I'd like for you to kind of introduce yourself real quick, and then we'll go into what our topic's going to be for this podcast. Well, my name is, as you just said, Jordan May. I am a HVAC technician. I am a faithful member of the Lord's Church. There was a, a one time that I was, or I drifted away, but through God's grace, you know, He He, uh, he allowed me to come back. Before anything, you know, tragic happened. Right. And that's kind of going to be our topic for today. Uh, we're going to talk about drifting away. And uh, so, Jordan, like I said, we, we go way back. We're good friends. Uh, and you're married, right? Oh, yeah. Happily. Happily married. And, and his wife's name is Kinsey. And uh, they live back in Louisiana, where I was privileged to uh, preach for. Uh, a few years before I ended up moving back up or up here to uh, Oklahoma, where I'm at currently. But uh, certainly love Jordan, and uh, I'll probably say Jordy a lot because that's what I used to call him growing up. <laughs> but right. uh, we certainly love Jordan and and uh, Kenzie and your grandmother Judy as well. And just a shout out to her if she might listen to this later on. But uh, I'm really, again, just really glad to have you on the podcast this week. Yes. Really good to be here, man. Well, we're going to talk about, like you mentioned, drifting away. And uh, we're not going to talk about the song, so uh, I'm not going to ask you to give me the Beat Boys, uh, the, <laughs> the Drift Away song, which is one of my all-time favorite songs, by the way. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to, we're going to talk about drifting away from uh, the Lord. And so this is definitely a very serious subject. This is something that unfortunately happens far Far too often, uh, we see Christians who are on fire for the Lord, but for whatever reason, they just slowly drift away. And, and Jordan, do you think that, generally speaking, more times than not, Christians don't just fall off the map like quickly, but it's more of a slow process? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, more times than none, <clears throat> they're going to drift away before they fall off, especially, you know, Christians that are, you know, somewhat... Uh, established in the church. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think more times than not, people uh, that fall away, they do so really slowly, and it's it's kind of a gradual shift in their mindsets and in their actions, and eventually they, they just completely leave. So, again, that's what we're going to talk about on the episode this week. And I guess from a personal experience, how often do you think it happens that Christians that you and I both know and love just drift away from the Lord. And, and we're not going to mention people's names, although Jordy and I both can 
can probably think of names of people that we know who have drifted away and, and still are away from the Lord. But how often does that happen, Jordy? More times than you know. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure every congregation out there has an example. You know, they have names that they know that they can, you know, stories that they can tell about people that just, you know, once were Christians and slowly drifted away. How many times have you heard, you know, people talk about the church being full at their local congregation and now that they're down to 20, 30 people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard I've heard things like that a lot. And it's really it's such a, a sad shame and such a sad course of events that congregations that were once thriving now are just kind of barely hanging by a thread because so many people have just drifted away. Absolutely. Yeah. And that it's all it's not just local, it's all over the world, you know, especially here in the in the States. Right. And I don't know if it's distractions or if it's misplaced priorities or, or what it is, but we we do lose it a little right, a little bit of all of that. And we certainly do lose so many folks. I can think of a lot of examples of people that you and I grew up with. And again, we're not going to mention their names, but I can think of those people and, and they're gone and there's no indication that they're coming back. And it, it truly is very, very sad. Very heartbreaking. And to know that those people knew the truth, you know? Right. And a lot of times we see it's, it's a pride thing or it's, you know, some, you know, a conflict with something that they're doing that all uh, interferes and you you know, they choose to worship the creature more than the creator. Right. Romans chapter one, for sure. Well, why do you think that people drift away, Jordy? Are are there any warning signs that we need to watch out for, for potential uh, folks that might be drifting away? Absolutely. Um, a lot of times, you know, um, they're not rooted, as Colossians chapter 2, verse 7 says, rooted and built up in him. And studying uh, God's word is how we stay rooted. And... Today, like you said a minute ago, there's so many distractions that people's not studying the word like they once were. Even in the Lord's church, you know, once that we were known as the walking Bibles. Right. And, you know, now, as sad as it is to say, but people use the word paraphrase a lot. Right. Because they, they don't know uh, precisely what the word says. Exactly. Right. And that's going to get into another topic that you and I are going to cover, Lord willing, on the podcast, and that is lack of knowledge. Uh, Hosea 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But uh, but getting back to this, I think that there are definitely some, some warning signs that, that people are in that slow process of, of drifting away. I think about someone who maybe was a, a zealous Christian at one point, but you kind of see a change in their demeanor. Uh, maybe you see oh, that they, absolutely. right, they they become withdrawn, maybe. Um, they just seem kind of out of it. Maybe they stop uh, attending fellowship activities or special it events like gospel meetings and stuff. And another thing that, you know, the COVID has a lot, you know, to do with it too right now. You right. Know, that, that could be a thing that, 
has a lot of people uh, distracted. Absolutely. I, I haven't really thought about that, uh, but you're, you're actually 100% right. I mean, there are folks who say they can't go to worship because of COVID, but they'll go to Walmart and they'll go to uh, their job. They'll go to school. They'll go to all these different places. Uh, they'll go to a ball game. But for whatever reason, they just can't go to worship. And um, you're right. That is definitely a contributing factor to to a lot of people that have drifted away recently. Yes. And we we have a, a duty to ourselves first to to be, like I said a minute ago, chapter 2, verse 7, being rooted and built up in him. So we have to stay in God's word so that we don't drift away. But also, I want to say that we have a duty to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ to help them stay rooted as well. Absolutely. I, I think of Galatians 6, 1 and 2. It talks about uh, if if someone is overtaken in a fault, that those who are spiritual are supposed to restore them in the spirit of meekness, lest they also might fall. And we have that responsibility as fellow Christians, as as a you know, the family of God, we should be looking out for one another. Yeah, and if, when we see those signs of someone drifting away, jump in there with love right? And try to save that person. Absolutely. I, th- I think of some other signs of maybe somebody that is becoming less dedicated and, and is starting to drift. I think about, well, maybe they're spotty in worship attendance. Uh, they'll come this Sunday, but they'll miss the next. And then they'll come again, and then they'll miss the next. Uh, maybe they stop coming on Wednesday nights. Um, maybe they place sporting events or a concert or hunting and fishing, those sorts of things, uh, ahead of church. Maybe they start using inappropriate, you know, language, and maybe they start telling inappropriate jokes. And you know, before they would have never done those sorts of things, but for for whatever reason, their mindset has changed, and and they start doing that. When we as Christians see our fellow brothers and sisters, we see that mindset change. Uh, it ought to be a red flag going off before us, and we say, "Hey, look, I need to help this brother or sister uh, to get back on the right path." Absolutely. I mean, and we're also to hold uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful to promise. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we see so many people who are wavering, and it's, um, it's, it's a shame, but we know it's going to happen. But we've got to be there when people do start wavering. We've got to be there to uh, help pick them back up, so to speak. I've got some uh, other verses that I'd like to mention. And you mentioned Hebrews. I'd actually like to look at Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. If you look at that in the New King James Version, you know what it says? It says, lest we should drift away. And so uh, I like that phrasing of it there. Uh, There are people who drift away. And the Hebrews writer there in Hebrews chapter 2 was warning of that possibility. So he says, lest at any time we should let them slip or we should drift away. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast 
and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. How will we escape if we neglect the great salvation that we have? This is one of many verses that clearly teaches against the idea of once saved, always saved. And there's another passage that I'd kind of like for us to look at. If if you wouldn't mind turning and reading this one, Jordy, it's uh, Hebrews 6, verses 4 through 6. Okay. And it says, all right. For it is impossible for those who were one enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made takers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. So again, Another passage that clearly shows it is possible for a Christian to fall away. And I think about the fact that uh, he says here in Hebrews 6, verses 4 through 6, it's impossible to renew them again to repentance. These are folks who are so far gone, uh, they have drifted so far away from the Lord that they they basically want nothing to do with them, and, and they are completely far gone. They're not going to repent. You certainly can't force them into repentance as much as we wish we could. Uh, We're not going to be able to force them to repent. And it's like they're crucifying Jesus all over again and putting Jesus to an open shame. And unfortunately, uh, that's the end result of this process of of drifting away from Christ. Yeah. And another thing that we are prideful people nowadays, are we not? Uh, and, absolutely. And I, and I have, I, I, I'll tell you right now that I have this this problem as well. But I don't confide into too many of my brothers and sisters because I I just feel like I can handle it on my own. Right. James chapter five verse verses sixteen through twenty. I mean, it it, it tells us that we should confide in one another. It says, confess your thoughts one to another and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him, let him know that he which converted the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Amen. And uh, man, I love that verse right there. Um, and not really, you know, hiding a multitude of sins, but saving somebody. Right. We see that. Someone that has drifted away or a backslider, as we call them sometimes, uh, that their soul is in the worst possible state that it could be in. Right. Well, it it shows that somebody who was a Christian but has drifted away uh, has become unfaithful. 
they are in danger of hell again. And so again, once saved, always saved, it's completely false. This verse and, and many other verses that we could look at show that that idea is false. And it says, like you pointed out in verse 20, we as Christians have the responsibility to uh, go and save those Christians who have went back into the world. Yeah, and sometimes... We, from my personal experience, we don't do it out of love. You know, we attack people. Right. And that's something that, you know, we need to get better at because in order to save souls, love or charity has to be there. Absolutely. Talking to somebody that is falling away because they're in a delicate state as it is. For sure. just one wrong word could send them in the wrong direction. Right. And we also don't need to have the attitude of the uh, the older brother. When you look at Luke chapter 15 and the parable of the prodigal son, uh, eventually, finally, the one who had drifted away, the, the prodigal son, he comes back and the father kills the, the fatted calf for him and they throw a, a banquet for him and, and it's so such a rejoicing occasion, but that older brother actually got mad, and he was mad that the the one who had drifted away came back. And sometimes if we're not careful, we can have that bad attitude about people coming back as well. Yeah. And we, sh- I mean, that really should, should never be the case. If I mean, if that ever happens, you need to really look inside and do some soul searching yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I know if I was to talk to somebody and get them to come back to church or whatever, I'd probably be in almost tears when they would go forward asking, you know, for help or forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. And um, it takes a really hard heart, uh, like the Pharisees, which is really what Jesus was getting at with that older brother in the parable of the prodigal son, it takes a really hard heart like the Pharisees to kind of snub your nose up at someone who has come back to faithful service to the Lord. And the reason that that is done sometimes is, is because, you know, like that older brother in the parable, well, I never turned away from God. I've always been right here. And uh, that guy has turned away and and did all kinds of terrible things, and you're telling me that we can just forgive them that easy? Well, if they repent, then yes, we should forgive them, and uh, we should not have that attitude like the Pharisees had. Oh, yeah, we should actually have the attitude of the woman in the lost coin parable. Right. You know, she was like, look what I found. I found it. I got it back. Right. I mean, we should hoisting them, you know. Absolutely, or like the uh, the lost sheep as well, also in Luke chapter 15. And, you know, if you've got uh, 99 safe sheep and you've got one lost sheep, Jesus says you need to go out and search and find that one lost sheep. And I think, I have to think, if if we would have taken that command more seriously, I think we would see a whole lot less congregations dwindling down to nothing because all those people that we have lost in you know the last several decades we would be going back and and, and helping them come back to faithful service to God 
There's uh, a couple more passages that I'd like to look at uh, for this episode, and, and then we'll be done for this week. But uh, the first section is in Second Peter 1, verses 5 through 10. Uh, Jordan, if you don't mind, if you would read that section, that's 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 10. And then I'm, I'm also going to turn back to Hebrews chapter 10 as well. Okay. So just uh, when you get that passage there in 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 10, if you wouldn't mind, just go ahead and read that for us. Okay. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he hath lacked, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather Brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. So there, there we have what we should be doing. Rather than drifting away as Christians, we all should be growing as as Christians. And you can also say that once you start doing one, like if you uh, give all diligence and faith. Uh, to or add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. Once you start getting that process rolling, everything else kind of comes together, don't it? Yeah, it, it kind of naturally falls into place uh, because we're we're growing the way that we're supposed to. And go ahead. Knowledge. You know, I, I was just going to say because of knowledge. Absolutely, you know, that is our platform right there for everything. Is the Bible, the knowledge. Absolutely, and that that again goes back to uh, what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, lack of knowledge is a major problem. Incidentally, Peter set, says the word knowledge, uh, I think, four or five times in this chapter. Uh, I've got it underlined several times, but uh, you can you can look at that and see just how many times he emphasizes the word knowledge. And the other thing I wanted to mention was that we are to make sure and be diligent to make our calling and our election sure. And uh, if we do that, then we will never stumble. Uh, but those who lack the various things that you can read about, about in that list, they are blind and they have forgotten uh, that they have been cleansed of, of their sins. And unfortunately, a lot of people have drifted away and that's exactly what has happened to them. There's one more passage that I'd like to look out and uh, then we'll be done with the episode for this week. And that is... Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, we're going to look at verses uh, 23 through 26. Hebrews 10, verses 23 through 26 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Uh, We mentioned this verse earlier. He says, uh, For he is faithful that promised, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. So oftentimes we, we mention this passage in regards to we have to you know, worship, we have to meet, we have to assemble with the saints. And we also need to remember in this passage that one of the reasons that we're there, uh, yes, it's for worship and, and you know, showing our reverence to God in worship, 
praising Him, but also we're there to encourage one another as well, uh, to provoke unto love and good works, and to uh, exhort one another. And then it says, uh, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And then he says, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. There's that word knowledge again, by the way. If we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. So this is very, very serious. And when we find that Christians have drifted away and they're not faithful anymore, uh, they find themselves in a very, very dangerous situation. And we need to do our absolute best to try to get them back and help them be faithful again. So, like I said, um, a backslider's soul is the worst uh, position that a soul could be in. And we see that in the Bible it says that their punishment. You know, somebody that knows the truth and goes away from it, their punishment's going to be way worse than somebody that's ignorant to the fact. Absolutely. Second Peter chapter 2, uh, verses 20 through 22, it talks about the latter end is worse than the beginning. Uh, and it's like a, a pig that has been washed but returned to her wallowing in the mire. And it talks about like a, a dog that has returned to his own vomit. That is That is the description that God gives. Uh, for Christians who go back into the world. So I'm definitely glad that you mentioned that that passage as well. Yeah, and why would you want to save somebody from that, you know, from a worse punishment? Right, absolutely. We we definitely don't want that to happen to anybody. Well, 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 Jordy, I certainly appreciate you for joining me this week on the Everyday Christian Podcast. This has been a series of our uh, lessons this this season on the Everyday Christian Podcast, looking out for landmines. Definitely drifting away is a landmine that we need to look out for. We need to make sure and not step on it as faithful Christians. Lord willing, next week, Jordy is going to return with us on the podcast, and we're going to talk about that uh, lack of knowledge that is definitely another landmine that we need to look out for. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll be back with you next week, Lord willing. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.